Avast, treasure ho! Hoist the anchor and let's set sail toward wealth above our wildest dreams. Ha <laughs> Welcome to Secrets for an Awesome Life. You ever see someone living a pretty awesome life and wonder, man, do they know secrets that I don't? Yes, yes they do. And this podcast is about those secrets. I'm your host, Joey Massio, certified life coach, educator, and counselor for teens and young adults. Welcome to my show. Hey everybody, if you are enjoying my podcast, please do me a huge favor and leave me a review on iTunes, or if you don't use iTunes as your podcast listener of choice, then go ahead and share my podcast uh, on social media or with a friend who is a teen or who has a teen. Uh, that would really help me out and spread my podcast and the messages that, that I teach here to as many teens as possible. And now episode 94, Anchored Thoughts. Darg, ahoy matey, my spyglass be telling me treasure is on that yonder island. Full speed ahead. Aye, aye, captain, but, uh, but we can't. What? Why can't we? What's stopping me from getting my hands on that treasure? I already dropped the anchor, sir. Well, then hoist it up. I, I can't, sir. Darg, why in the blazes can't ye? It's, um, well, it's, it's hard to do, so, so yeah. But I see gold, diamonds and rubies, silver chalices and gold doubloons on that island just a few furlongs away, and taint nothing going to stop me from getting it. So, me hearty, pull up that anchor. Um, no. Then you'll walk the plank. Um, can't do that either, Captain. Why not? You see, I already put the plank away. It's... It's below deck. Hard to get, you know? I'm getting myself a new first mate. Good idea, Captain. Good idea. But you won't. I won't? No, you already have one. And even though I'm not that good, studies show that you'll probably just keep me because I was your first first mate. I, you, would, uh, I, you be right. I know, sir. Well, what say ye to getting some supper? Jolly good, though it won't actually be jolly good. The cook's pretty terrible. Ah, he is, ain't he? I should get us a new one, but I won't. You won't, yeah. Nothing will change. Looks like your days ahead are filled with no treasure, a mutinous crew, and undercooked meals. Aye, a pirate's life for me indeed. Arg. Ah, that sounds like the life, doesn't it? No, not really. But several of you guys listening to this are probably living a life that's similar in a way, though probably not on a pirate ship. Today we're talking about anchoring bias, which are just thoughts that we have that we heavily rely on. So and throughout the whole... Uh, part here, I really want you to think what anchoring thoughts are holding you back from reaching your treasure. Now, an anchoring bias are essentially uh, the first thought we hear, the first idea or information we hear that stays with us, really digs in. Uh, on lots of websites, they define it the same way. Uh, it's relying too heavily on the first piece of information you receive. So, for example, there was a study done where people spun a wheel 
uh, with numbers zero through 100. And then we're told to adjust that number up or down to guess how many African countries were in the UN or to guess the price of some uh, uh, produce or something like that. Those who spun higher gave higher estimates than those who spun lower, which, you know, who gave lower estimates. So if it was like, yes, how much would this, uh, you know, a cart shopping cart full of food cost? If you spun something like 80, you'd be like, mm, you know, probably like 85 because they told you to adjust up and down from that number. So you're like, oh, okay, well, probably, I don't know, 85, maybe 75. And they would stick around that initial number, almost despite what was uh, in, in the cart, for example. Uh, another way anchoring bias is used is in marketing. P marketers are doing this all the time to our brains. You can go and you can see a mug that cost $1,000, but you can buy it for just 300 and you're like, oh man, like that's, that's a value. That's really good. That's I'm saving 700 bucks. I might take this and sell it for you know, twice as much as I buy it for sure. Versus you just walking in and somebody being like, here's a mug that's 300 bucks. You're like, uh, no, that's, that's a mug. It looks like it's used. There is lipstick stains on it. what? No. So it's used all the time. And uh, psychologists say it's probably the most pervasive thing in psychology, meaning that it happens all the time. Now, today I want to apply it to ourselves, other people, and ideas. So here are some examples. Um, you right now have opinions about the people in your life. Some of these opinions might be anchored in somebody else's thoughts that when they introduced this person or talked to you about that person, they probably maybe painted them in an unfavorable light. Oh, there's Cassandra over there. She's really rude. And you're like, oh, wow, that's, Cassandra's rude. You know, and now you start believing that start seeing evidence for why Cassandra is rude. Yep. Now yeah, Cassandra is totally rude. And then you go and you spread that to somebody else. You guys know Cassandra. She's really, really rude. All right. Or, oh, that guy is dumb or whatever. It also happens in positive ways as well, where, oh, that person's super duper reliable. And uh, that's always a good thing. Unless of course the person turns out not to be reliable. Uh, we also will have anchoring thoughts about ideas. I mean, just think about school. I mean, when I say, do kids like math? You probably are like, nope, nobody likes math, not whatsoever. Uh, I always get a couple teens that are like, no, I love math. That, and that's great. Math is good for some people, right? But it's just one of those subjects is, that is always introduced as not being that fun. They're just kind of sucking. Or think about the school you go to. Do you like the school you go to? Why? Especially if you were uh, just went from an elementary school to a uh, middle school or middle school to a high school or even high school to college. What are your thoughts about that school before you, you even got there? It's probably based on some biased information somebody else gave you that anchored you down in a certain way. I worked at a school and it was a great school full of great teachers. 
But some students would just walk around being like, oh, man, this school sucks. And I was like, why? Oh, well, my brother said this, you know, my older brother who went here or this or that. People are always say whatever. And they just walk around believing it uh, about, you know, the school they go to. This especially happens with uh, sports teams. You probably really, really, really love a certain team. The Dodgers, the Patriots, Green Bay Packers, Angels. Well, for me, it's the Angels. I was born and raised in Orange County, California, grown up going to Angels games. So I you know, I have a special place in my heart for the Angels. You might be someone out there who's like, what? The Angels? They're the worst. Oh, my goodness. No, I can't believe. It's just one of those things that really whatever team our parents like, for the most part, we end up kind of liking or whatever team our friends like. Now, you also probably have some anchoring thoughts about yourself. Maybe when you first started really coming to uh, the type of brain as your brain was developing, coming to having a brain that started to be aware of how you looked around other people, maybe at that time, people started to offer to you uh, thoughts about yourself. Well, you look weird. You know, you look this, you look that. Maybe it was the other way. Oh, you, you're really pretty. You know, people are always telling you that. That's going to anchor yourself into some bias about just how you look or things that you should like. You know, maybe the first time you were introduced to anime, it was done in a really, you know, unflattering way. Ah, oh, dude, anime. You're like, what's anime? And your friend's like, oh, it's this weird Japanese cartoon. And only weird people like it. And you're like, oh, okay, got it. Anime, weird. Weird people like anime. I won't like that. Or country music. You know, before you even knew what music was, people are down talking country music. You're like, yeah, oh yeah, country music's the worst. And even if you hear a country song that you like, you're like, yeah, but no, it's still not that good because it's country music. Or even about your abilities. You're not good enough at this or that. The first time you try something like a sport or a musical instrument and it's an unpleasant experience, that anchors itself in your mind. And then you just start to believe that, oh, no, that sport's hard. That I'm not good at that thing. I'll never be good at that thing. Now, if you had a different anchoring bias about any of those things, then someone introducing an alternative concept probably wouldn't bother you. If you're just like, yeah, dude, like I'm super good at anything I set my mind to. And you try out a sport and somebody goes, you're not very good at this. You're like, I'm just not very good at this. Yeah, that's all. And you have, I would say, a positive anchoring bias. Uh, like if I've been thinking I've been handsome my whole life and you offering me that I'm ugly, it won't carry as much weight. So now, all, not all anchoring thoughts are bad, right? I would say there are positive anchoring thoughts or anchoring biases, and there are probably negative ones. Uh, I, I would say, though, that some anchoring thoughts, rather than holding us back from achieving that treasure on the distant island, some anchoring thoughts probably keep us out of troubled waters and away from raging storms. In fact, that's why ships have anchors is to keep them safe when uh, there's trouble out there. So the question is, how do you know? How do you know what your anchoring thought is? And this is today's secret for an awesome life. There are two questions you can ask yourself about your anchoring thought once you've identified it that will help you know whether to uh, 
drop the anchor and leave it there or whether to, to lift it up so you can kind of move on from being in that sea. The first question is, well, where did your first anchoring thought come from? Did it come from a trusted source who loves you? And yes, I'm kind of hinting at your parents. I think parents get a lot of bad talk from teens and even these days in, in media or social media and whatnot. But um, your parents, I'm, I'm a parent, parents are people who generally love their children and want the best for their children. Now, yeah, that means that some parents might be trying too hard, uh, you know, to uh, get their kids to do certain things or whatever. And maybe that rubs you the wrong way, but just pay attention to though, to what their probable motives are. They probably love you and they probably want the best for you. And so someone that fits that category probably is going to be giving you good or possibly positive anchoring biases. Now I know there are uh, uh, teens out there that don't have parents that fit that category. That's totally up for you to decide. Uh, but I would say that's few and far between. The majority of parents out there really want the best for their teens. Also, is the source that your first thought came from, is it a wise and a, and a learned individual? Or is it like your best friend in middle school? You know, uh, another fellow freshman in high school who's out there dropping wisdom like they know what's up and you're like, oh, wait a minute, that's just that's just them and their opinions and their ideas and such. Um, so, you know, like have they gone around the block more than a couple times? Right? Are, are they experienced in the thing that they're talking about? Or are they just spouting something that they heard that somebody else spout off, right? And also, are they a reliable person? If you get your first anchoring thought from someone who changes their views on things frequently, then I would say that person isn't reliable and that thought probably hasn't been well thought through, right? And here's the second question. Is it helpful? Is that anchoring thought that you have helpful? What do you get when you take on that thought? And really take time to think it through. Like thinking through the thought, man, I am attractive. That's probably only going to help me. And I know your brain goes to, whoa, well, what if I think I'm attractive? And I ask how somebody else They're like, you're ugly. If I keep holding on to the ink, that uh, anchored thought, that thought is firmly anchored, then I'm not going to stray too far away from it. Oh, okay. Well, they think I'm ugly. Maybe I was having a bad hair day or in my case, a uh, no hair day. Uh, but, uh, oh, oh, well, that's fine. I'm not for them. That's when you're super anchored into that thought. But if, if you go up to someone and you're trying to think a thought that isn't well anchored, that, oh, yeah, yeah, I'm attractive. Sure, sure, I can kind of believe that. And then you go up and they're like, you're ugly or no, I don't want to date you. Then you'll be like, oh, I knew it. I knew it. My anchored thought was right. I'm not that attractive or I'm ugly. Right? Um, so a, a, another thing to gauge on whether or not a anchored thought is helpful. Is it positive or negative? Does it produce positivity or negativity in your life? Pay attention to the feelings that it creates in you. Most positive anchored thoughts are going to create positive feelings and negative ones will produce negative feelings. And if you're holding on to a negative thought, 
because you're like, no, this is just the way things are. And it makes me feel crappy, but there it is. I would really question that one. And also, does it give you more friends or less? More of your goal or less of your goal? Whatever your goal is. Maybe it's friends. Maybe it's uh, a stronger body. Uh, maybe it's better grades. Does it get you closer to your goals? Uh, now, f for me, here's an example of an anchored thought that I, I know is an anchored like thought. It's a biased thought. For me, it's religion. I was raised up in uh, the church that I go to, the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints, and I was raised to believe that religion is good. Um, and you might say, okay, well, so Joey, if that's an anchored thought and the whole an anchored bias doesn't sound good, right? It's relying too heavily on the first piece of information that you were given. Isn't that a bad thing then to rely on anything that your parents tell you? That's what I would advise to do what I did is that I, I don't rely too heavily on the first piece of information that I was given from my parents, which is religion is good, right? You know, believe in a higher power. I don't rely too heavily on that. I actually went out and I did my own research and I did my own studying, my own thought work, my own thinking about it. And you can still come to a conclusion that the anchored thought you were given is helpful, is good. You know, I like this Well, I'm going to keep this. That's totally up to you and totally within your realm. You can also, and I know parents don't like to hear this, you can also make the decision, you know what? That anchor thought isn't for me, whether it's religion or whether it's going to college is good, uh, all these other things. You can also do that. My encouragement is that you take time to really look at those two questions, right? Where did that thought come from and is it helpful? And this is where the metaphor gets confusing. We have multiple anchored thoughts. So imagine a ship with a bunch of anchors okay, going down. Some of them might be in juxtaposition to each other, right? Butting heads with each other. Uh, take time to really think about those thoughts. Where do they come from? And is it helping you? Now, if you decide you want to get rid of an anchored thought, your question might be like, all right, well, what do I do? I've decided this thought isn't good and I want to get rid of it, what do I do? One thing you can do is come up with counter arguments for it. Now, a counter argument is a way to prove that thought wrong. It's what I do when I coach people. When I coach people and we identify a sidekick thought, uh, which is another way of saying a negative anchored thought, and it's super like solid and is dug in to the reef below, uh, we poke holes in it. We come up with counter arguments. Well, how could that not be true? You know, what would be a really good way of, uh, you know, disbelieving that? And that kind of helps dig up that anchor so it can be removed. So here's the thing. If a thought makes you feel peaceful and safe and happy, keep it. But if it doesn't, let go of it. Let go of anchored thoughts that are holding you back from getting the treasure that you want to get in life. So hoist the anchor. It's hard, but it's so worth it. Hey teens, would you say you are the sidekick or the hero of your life? You see, sidekicks play small. They let their emotions stop them from doing the things they want to do. 
Heroes, on the other hand, heroes are always in control of their destiny. They still struggle, but they know how to struggle. They know how to develop self-confidence, manage their emotions, and take the action they need to so their story ends the way they want it to. If you want to stop being a sidekick and start being the hero of your story, let me be your coach. I take teens from sidekick to hero in the Firmly Founded Family Membership. And this membership isn't just for teens. We have stuff in there for parents as well. So if you're ready to switch into hero mode, go get your parents and go to firmlyfounded.com to see when our doors to the membership open next.